yo, 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 it's your boy Sneaky from R&R, recognition and respect. Tune in every Monday from 8 to 9 to catch up with me and my adventures and hear from my guests, ranging from artists to entrepreneurs and much, much more. Catch us every Monday of the week on the west side of the after party. See you at the party, y'all. Yo, 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 welcome to Recognition and Respect with me, your host, Ryan Renee, a.k.a. Sneaky. Man, I was rushing to get over here on time. Uh, the L.A. plan, the L.A., the Sela River Arts Festival planning meeting ran late. Uh, we were hammering out details, though, and I was the one complaining the most, so I couldn't really bounce out right when we were getting to the juicy stuff, so I made it, um... This week was a recovery, um, took a week off, going to start the uh, second leg of my birthday circuit this week at, uh, on uh, Wednesday. We're going to be at Hip Hops at the Golden Road Brewery in San Fernando Road, but uh, we'll get to that later. This week, I was, this past week, I was chilling, uh, I did some work for some clients, non-music related, because, you know, I got to pay the bills. Um, then I went to Palm Springs for the weekend, celebrated a couple of June babies, Got away from my phone, no social media, no text messages, no emails. I was did not wear underwear for four days, just swim trunks and bare feet and sun, fun in the sun, awesome food, good herb. Uh, couldn't really, great company, you know, it's one of those things that you, you got to take those moments to like make time for yourself because um, if not, you're going to lose yourself and lose yourself. What else do you really got? Um, also want to give a shout out to the After Party West. While I was away, we had our open house and Montana, the Madam of Medium, killing the game. Um, she has two new shows. I was supposed to announce them, but I just realized I didn't write them in my notes. So, uh, I'm sorry, Montana. But yeah, two new shows. Um, they're on Sunday from, I think the first one starts at five on Sunday, right? First one starts at 5 on Sunday, and then it's continuously continual program. And then um, on Monday, there's a show right before mine. So 7 to 8, yeah. So I'll get you the names and all that on the social. Follow at Official Sneaky. And, uh, yeah, my guest in the studio, in the flesh, my boy Echo. Say what's up, Echo. What's poppin', Sneaky? Man, we just did a show together. We did, man. The speakeasy, your birthday celebration, that was lit. It was popping. Everybody had a great vibe. Everybody was into the music, into the lyrics, into the beats. They was very, very into it and very appreciative. So that was dope. I appreciate the look. That was hey, dope. man. Uh, we're going to get into it, but when I found you on social media, I think it might have been Callie Alley that actually <laughs> connected us, but uh, right. you're doing work out there, man. And like we were talking about off air, I really like your message. It's fresh but before we get all into that i'm gonna ask you my generic question that i ask everybody <laughs> somebody wants to come up to you in the street right. and ask you what do you do how would you answer that feel free to answer it however it doesn't have to be you know just uh, a generic question stranger what do i do um i guess in a general sense i share i consider myself just a share of a. Uh, Things that I've kind of learned over the years, things I've seen, things that I've tapped into, esoteric stuff, um, stuff that I've come into contact with without my doing, things that I've come in contact through my doing. So 
I could just consider myself that if you were to ask me what do I do, I share. You share. Yeah. So, do you consider yourself a teacher? Do you consider yourself a prophet, a conduit? You know. <laughs> it's funny you say that. My tattoo is a uh, Sumer. You can see it here. It's a Sumerian writing. And near Nabu. This means house of brightness. This means prophet. Oh, well. But I don't consider myself to be a prophet. Um, I like to say more philosopher. Philosopher. I think everybody, every human being on earth is a philosopher. It's just different degrees to it. And I just kind of one day tapped into my inner philosopher and started to really question reality, question the world, question my being, question being in general. And so philosopher, if anything. And I just happen to rap. So okay. that's, that's the beauty of like sharing combined with being a philosopher equated to me being, when I fell in love with hip-hop, a rapper. Nice. So yeah, we used, I used to have homies in SD they used to say the same thing. It's like, oh, we're just trying to change the world. We just, ho we just happen to actually rap them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, great, it's a great vehicle for like reaching people, reaching masses if you're lucky. And if you have something worth saying, then it's definitely a, you know, almost a fun way to do it. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're yeah. Doing, you're doing something you have passion for. You're doing something that gets people energized. But if you can get them to listen at the same time, it's an amazing experience for the listener and, and the rapper. Yeah, I think music is probably one of the easiest things to f how to relate to people, right? right? If you can find some music that you're both into, chances are you're not too far away from each other. Absolutely. So we were talking about sharing and reaching masses of people, and I told you I was going to bring this up, but that video you posted on your Instagram... Which one? At that festival, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, eighty thousand people, and I yeah. asked. I remember asking you before we had met, before I booked you. I was like, "Yo, man, how do you do that?" And right. you gave me the answer. You were like, "I forgot what you said." Do you remember what you said to me? You said, uh, "I want to say you were something like, oh, you know, just making moves, networking, or something like it was something like yeah. very generic, like kind of right. like." But I wanted to get into if you were, you know, if you wanted to touch on that, just yeah, kind of the backstory behind that, how you got out there. The specific know. way was that at the time I was working for a booking agent. Okay. My, as my job, like that was my nine to five. I was working for this dude, Stephen Cooper, rest in peace. He's like a dad to me. Um, took me on when I first moved to LA as a temp and then, to, you know, hired me as a booking agent, his assistant. And he was in, he booked rock and roll. He had hella contacts. He had, oh, he knew everybody at all the agencies. He was like 80 years old, Jewish. So he knew everybody in town and everybody, he knew how to get access to all the big rock acts. And one day his man hit him from Russia and said, they're going to do a hip hop festival. Can you get some acts? And he knew I was rapping at the time, too, so he was like, I'm not, that's not really my world. Can you reach out to any of my people and see if you can get any rap acts for this festival? So I reached out using his contacts, and I got... Um, so you booked the festival, too, Yeah, they asked him to book the acts for the festival. Wow. And he, that's what he used to, like, he used to get a cut from the promoter right, right. to pay for the acts, and he get a percentage off whatever the amount of that money was. So I started reaching out to people, and I got Ice Cube, um, Eve, B.O.B., and Busta. And um, I sent, he was like, one day after we booked everything, contract was done, we was booking flights. He's like, I know you rap. Why don't you send these promoters your music and see if they rock with you? <laughs> and I was like, hey, all right, let's, you know, fuck it. <laughs> and Take I, your shot, right? <laughs> yeah, man. I sent the links. I sent the video footage of my shows, my recent shows that I was doing at the time all over LA. I was booking crazy shows all over LA, Urban Underground, downtown, jazz club, everywhere I was at, Sunset. So it was good footage, and they were like, yeah, man, we, he said he has a message, he sounds dope, they love him, have him come out here and open for Cube. So I got my passport, booked my flight, and I flew out to Russia, to Moscow with, uh, with Cube and him. And we, we, you all on the same flight and everything? Yeah, man, we was kicking it. it was, <laughs> and it was funny, because uh, rest in peace, crazy, um, DJ Crazy Tunes, man. 
His DJ died like two years ago, but we was like, we, me and him was rocking heavy on the flight. When we landed at the hotel, we were staying at the Ritz Carlton across from like the Kremlin. Like you could see it in the, like down the <laughs> block. Jesus Christ. And it was, I, I hadn't even performed yet. I remember, I'll never forget, I hadn't even performed yet. I was going to perform that night. And me and Cube was outside of the hotel just taking pictures, eating, doing whatever, looking at tourists or whatever. There was like shops across the street, Gucci, whatever, Prada. And people started running up on me like I was Justin Bieber. It was like girls started like clawing my shirt, pulling my pulling my, my hat, like trying to like run up on me, take pictures. I didn't, they didn't even know who I really was yet. They just knew I was rocking with these people. They just knew you were an American. And <laughs> you I were a foreigner. To, I was somebody. I was dressed. I had to change. They were like, yo, this guy. This guy's a rapper. Something about this guy's aura is like he's with these dudes. So. That already got it, kind of got my energy going for later that night. And yeah, when I went out on that stage, it was like, I'd never seen anything like that in my life, man. It was like a sea of people to where like, I couldn't see the end of it. It just kept going and going and just people screaming. And once the beat started, my adrenaline started going and my music came on. I was like, it was like a spiritual experience, man. It was like the energy of all those people started like flowing through my toes, through my legs, my body. It was like I was possessed by 80,000 people. God damn. How old yeah. were you at this time? This is a... Uh, what year? What are we? 2018. This is about six years ago. Six years ago. So like, yeah, about like mid 30s. Okay. Late 30s. So it was like the biggest, obviously the biggest show I had done. I had done like, yeah, Whiskey Go Go over here. Like I had done pretty good venues, airliner, good heads, good amount of rooms, but there was nothing that could prepare no, me for 80,000 people, man. Honestly, looking at that video, it's the footage is clean. You're <laughs> rocking it. The people are rocking with you. I don't. Yeah. I honestly don't think like you can get that kind of experience right. anymore i don't think they do them like that or like not not over here anyway nah, yeah you'd have to be like m or somebody overseas like they rock like that in the in the auditoriums and the stadiums and certainly yeah, like festivals Wembley out or here. Something. Yeah. yeah 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 but i mean that kind of i mean whether they understood half the things i was saying or not because they were russian russian right, right but right. they were into hip-hop man and they were b-boys and they were break dancers and mosh pits and they was backstage freestyling in russian it was like Hella vibes, good, good hip hop vibes, and they really got the music. And what do you think your biggest takeaway from that was? Like as a, like looking back on it now, mm -hmm. and just kind of thinking like, do you, do you feel like your trajectory changed, or something about your perception changed? Yeah, I mean, my definitely, like I said, my I felt energy. I had never felt energy waves on that level. You know, I felt energy before from like rocking with people at at uh, shows and touching them when they're like in my arms distance, like at the stage, or touching down if I'm on an elevated stage or whatever. But being able to like absorb almost that kind of energy. It's almost like when a, a masseuse or somebody does like work on somebody's body and they're kind of extracting energies from them and kind of trying to put good energies back into them. It felt like that kind of interaction with them. And I, after that, I knew I was capable of like touching that many people and having that many people locked in. And if they like are really digging into what I'm saying, I can understand everything and like really reach into it. Yeah, I mean, they talk about this like percentage of, of society that has to be locked into one concept for there to be like a mass conscious like shift right and it's not a big percentage it's like eight or 13 percent of like uh society or, or global society tapping into one thing right and it becoming a shift like in consciousness of everybody the next like for the next i don't know how many hundred years and i feel like that's what i try to do you know that's like I, that goes back to like my my second album hundredth monkey that concept i talk about on many podcasts when that when that album dropped in 2013 of being this catalyst for like this odd, almost unexplainable spurt that spreads like wildfire throughout people where they don't even realize like the hundred monkey syndrome to to uh, briefly touch on it is radioactivity on an island. U.S. dropped all this stuff on an island and they dropped all these monkeys there to test out what the radioactivity levels would do to them. And 
they taught one monkey or two monkeys to like start washing coconuts to get the radioactivity off of it in the waterfalls. Other monkeys started to do it two, three, four, ten, twenty, and one day, out of nowhere, every monkey on the island was doing it, and it just happened, and nobody can explain it. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do with the music and like reaching that amount of people. Like it's not just a matter of like trying to rap for my block, trying to get money, trying to have like fancy shit, like trying to be the most popular, the most famous. It's about like trying to create a shift to like a kind of world where I think I've seen uh, when I've channeled, when I've had dreams, when I've had visions about what kind of world we ha we could actually have. Right. It's like I want to get us there, but I feel like there's something that has to happen that big. For us to get there, we're getting there in increments with all the stuff that you see happening now with the shift in consciousness, politics, activism, people waking up, the Trump shit, a lot of shit. But I feel like it could be done like it's almost like going through a wormhole like right, to right, go right. from like A to B. We can get from A to B and we're going to get there. But I feel like if we did we a wormhole, space real we quick. can get there yeah. so much quicker like tomorrow. Like I want to see it in my lifetime. Right. And while I'm still able to like experience it in a way where I'm able to appreciate the fact that I'm seeing something that I felt could happen manifest. Right. And I'm like present. And conscious, like aware enough of it, that it's happening, that I could appreciate it on that level. And that's what your music's about. For the most part, I mean, I was telling her earlier, Brittany. Um, I like to call it message music. I heard Dead Press call that kind of music once, message music, where like you're trying to convey a concept or trying to bring some truth and not just entertain. There's a lot of music out there that can entertain, that's turned up, that's trapped, that's great. If you want to vibe out, dumb out, go to a club, whatever, that's awesome. Yeah, lose yourself for a second. For yeah. sure. I love that music, too. I get, you know, I got to turn up once in a while. I want to numb out, too. But I just feel it can't be the precedent. Like, it can't be the end-all, be-all. It can't be... It should be the exception, not the rule. To an extent. I don't want to make people choose what has to be heard the same way I feel like I'm being made to choose what to hear now with everything that's going on with music today, with trap, with the, the triplet. The radio. Yeah, and yeah. the radio. You know, it's like... Everybody always complains about the old heads and blah, 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 about wanting, you know, talking about how the state of music is in right now. And it's like, you, yeah, you do have to sift through shit to get to the good. You could feel like that's not the case, but I feel it is. When I was coming up, it felt like there was a lot more... Substance. Yeah, you had to sift for the shit. And now you gotta, you gotta <laughs> like, sift through. through the shit. Got it. And I, I feel like it's, it's not getting us to the place where, like I, kept say, like, I keep saying, I feel we can get to. Right. If we just springboard it in a way, consciousness-wise... We could have, like, fucking everything, bro. Like, everything we could imagine. We can have abundance to, like, where it's, like, we wouldn't need anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I, people can't even grasp that concept of, like, not needing. If, like, your basic every human need was met, right, right, what right. would you do then? Like, if you didn't have to worry about where to live, drinking water, food that's nutritious. If you didn't have to worry about that type of shit, what would you do with your life? What would you worry about? What would you have to do every day? Right. If you didn't have to work. You'd be an artist, you'd be a poet, you'd be Anything, creative, you'd, yeah. be, you'd be, you'd raise a hundred children, you'd, yeah. you could do all kinds I of shit. I mean, shit. the technology is there now to, for us to have like a, a complete automated society. There's no need for us to even work and people are like cool with working. All right, well, we're going we're gonna to get to that because yeah. I, I kind of feel where this is going, but yeah. I, I want to ask you a couple of questions and then we can get into Absolutely, UBI and all that. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned your nine to five with Stephen Cooper. Yeah. And I know you had to get out of work early today or take a half day to get here. So what yeah. is your current nine to five? Because I feel like you just dropped a bunch of knowledge about a bunch <laughs> of cool shit you did. And people probably think you still wear chains and nah, <laughs> travel in yeah. the world. So I think we should let nah, you know. Nah, man. The... Regular gig, man. I do inventory control at, uh, at Chanel. Okay. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm immersed in... Uh, I'm getting to see... And I know the universe always 
puts people, even the most innocuous seemingly thing, is there for a reason, for a lesson. So I'm being able to be put in a position where I'm able to see people on a different scale of money mm-hmm. that I hadn't been able to see before. Yeah, I mean, drug money. I was always around drug money and illegal money in thousands. It's different when it's legal. <laughs> yeah, when you see, like, yeah, a family, like a Chinese family, put down a credit card and walk out with, like, six, seven handbags that cost 40000 each. You're like, that's a different level of money that's, like, unexplainable And those people are different, kind of, right? They have... They, they act exactly. different. They have a different aura, different air exactly. about them. Yeah, that's the thing. I also, like with Stephen Cooper, I got to see a lot of like business savvy stuff that I learned from him in that experience, and also in many ways, like how not to be in many ways right. as far as treatment of people and stuff like that. And that's what this kind of is. I get to see like how people with money act when they cool, and how people with money act when they're assholes. And it makes me think, in many ways, obviously, like what it is. Like if that's the end all be all. Like if the core root of a problem, most people's problems is financial. And you got that covered. And what, are you still a, a dick. what are you a dick for? <laughs> what are you being a dick? What do you have to be upset about, bro? Like your health? Okay, if that's good too, then shut the fuck up. Like well, be nice. I mean, today, if you have the money, your health's not even an issue. You go down to Panama, get some stem cells, right. and you right. know, you'd be 90, you know, like if you're in your 40s or whatever. Exactly. Um, you also mentioned BOB. And yeah, you you talk you talk knowledge <laughs> and message. I mean, how do you feel about this whole flat Earth bullshit, dude? Like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't rock with that. I don't know what that. <laughs> I don't know what that's about, man. I mean, I, I definitely believe, in that's the, that's the weird thing about the things that I like to share and that I quote unquote teach many times is this like melding of like pseudoscience and science, right? Where those two worlds always are are in combat, um, scientific and science or spiritual rather in science are always in combat with each other. One wants like evidence. One goes by the scientific method. One believes in what you feel, what they intuit. So I'm always trying to combine those two worlds. And, like, as as far as I'm concerned, oh, I forgot what we were saying. We were talking about B.O.B. and B.O.B., yeah. <laughs> he, there's enough scientific... Evidence to prove yeah, that the world and is I, not and flat. I, and I know that scientists definitely are funded by government, so that everybody can say that they're definitely driven by a certain agenda as well. But right. I like to believe my gut for a lot of decisions that I make in my life, and I firmly believe that the earth is not. <laughs> I think I have enough intuitive force within me and enough wisdom within me through reincarnation so many times that I feel I've gathered enough info to think the world is what they say it is right now, in that regard. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, uh, quantum. We, you, you talk about quantum. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of familiar with the bait. I mean... If anybody who says they know quantum, they don't really know exactly. what they're talking about. So That's I, what David also, Bohm always said. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, uh, I'm kind of, uh, I, I'm, uh, I got a little introductory level of quantum. Okay. But you were just talking about spiritual and science. And um, I remember when I was studying Buddhism, um, I was talking to the, what was she? I think she was, um, I want to say she was a physicist. Or something. But we were having this dialogue about how, like, a lot of the stuff in Buddhism kind of right. resembles it does. quantum, like, it does. universes within right. small, tiny, you know, and there's That's so... above, so below. Yeah, yeah. right? And uh, I always had, just on the way over here, I was listening to a podcast about, you know, how science in today's age is kind of dogmatic and, you know, there's corruption, like you mentioned, but that also, like, we are kind of in a there's kind of like a lull on the spirit. Like we're kind of in need of like a spiritual reawakening, something that can be a little bit more science-based or not as, Mm -hmm. you know, or I guess it's more like the claims, right? You don't have to claim that you know what happens after you die or that you know 
what God looks like, but there are some things that the spiritual can kind of benefit this world. And I think when you're talking about rich people mm-hmm. or people that are well off who mm-hmm. don't really have, you know, their basic, their Maslow needs are, you know, taken right. care of, how do they still end up being mm-hmm. an asshole? And I think there might be kind of some kind of spiritual vacancy there. Yeah, lack of empathy. Yeah. Right. And so we're talking about... Um, this whole concept of UBI, universal basic income, mm-hmm. it's actually been coming up more and more. Absolutely. And it's kind of along the line of yeah. how we started this conversation. Like, mm-hmm. there's going to be a point where technology will be so good that people won't have to work. Yeah. And yeah, what's going to happen if all those resources fall into spiritually devoid folks that lack? Right. So, I mean, there's. Right. So the conversation is happening, and we're definitely kind of going yeah. towards that way. And right. so I think now more than ever your message or at least like the message of compassion and empathy mm-hmm. and unity and support and yeah. human human race is like a global community yeah. all those things are becoming more and more important yeah, I, think, I think quantum the quantum physics aspect of it is what i found interesting when i first started to tap into it because of the oneness and the um if one looks at the subatomic world and sees how the interaction between atoms and particles and quarks happens they'd understand the interaction up here out here whatever you know what i mean yeah 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 um, on the that, on the uh, mega, mega on a mega yeah exactly on the on the mega if, if if i think more people on a simple level understood physics and what it actually was about more especially early on in childhood it'd be a different world the understanding of each other, the understanding of how things work, the understanding of maybe even why we're here would make a little bit more sense than what it does now as far as the mysteries of it and shit like that, like quantum entanglement, the fact that particles trillions of miles apart can actually interact and one does something over there and simultaneously the other one does something over there. They're connected. Everything in the universe is connected within itself. It's like one thing. I always liken it to like a faucet. When you open a faucet, water splashes everywhere. You see drops of water all over the sink. All those water droplets are part of that one stream of water that came out the faucet. It looks separate. It looks like it's all divided. It looks like drops are everywhere. But that all, came, that all was one water. And I feel that's what we are. And everything is. Every particle in this room, this table, the phone, you, me, the hat, everything is like from one thing. As, as crazy as that may sound to people, it's like, yeah, if you, even if you like me and you scrape a piece of skin off our, each other, put it under the microscope, we don't see no color. We just see these things moving, particles. It looks the same as each other. Like, we are identical in that sense. So, again, if people understood these things on a deeper level than they do just surface, like the bullshit science you're taught, the nonsense, but you get down to the core, the nitty-gritty, the real shit, right. the subatomic, that's where it all really happens. Everything starts there and comes out here. Right. Whether and it you, did, right? That's how the whole evolution of the that's universe the started. That's the like, hierarchy, right. yeah. That's, if, if, you gotta, if you're going to understand level eight, you've got to understand one through seven. Right. So for you to walk around just knowing eight constantly, that's not going to get anybody nowhere. And I feel like any way that can be displayed to people, any way that can be given to people, especially through music, because they can connect with that more than many things. They right. don't feel like they're being taught as much as they're being entertained, but at the same time, they're like absorbing, absorbing this it, subconscious right. message where it's like, oh, shit, this motherfucker said I'm connected there. You might have a different approach to the way you interact with a person the next day at work, whether it's your friend, your buddy, your girl, your boss, a guy you have a fight with in traffic, like... All that shit changes and shifts when you see the world in a different way. It's almost like Neo when he saw all the green shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see the world different, perspective-wise. You don't see things that just surface. You don't take a bill and let that ruin your fucking day. You don't 
let an argument ruin the rest of your life with somebody. Like, there's certain things that are just beyond. Like, you got to get down right. to the fucking the nitty gritty, like the core of it. Once you get a little understanding of that and see that these particles interact with each other, there can't be no water if this particle didn't interact with this particle. Mm -hmm. There's a there's already a um, a communal aspect going on on a subatomic level that we're supposed to be extending up here. Right. That's what we're, that's what's inherent in people. Not greed, not jealousy, not hate, not envy. That's not inherent. That's taught, that's obviously. Taught, taught, yeah. Tons of people say that because it's like what's inherent is wanting to connect. Well, tribalism, right? Tribalism is inherent. And right, like you could see how tribalism could be... That's been manipulated through Trump and the tribalism that we're going through right now. I feel right. it's a negative aspect of but society. I've, but but yeah. I feel like at the core, it was about coming together, protecting exactly. protecting your tribe, tribe against... The human tribe. Yeah, the human tribe there's against many, the jaguar tribe yeah. and against the woolly mammoth tribe. Right. And the, yeah, so yeah. it was like... There's too much, there's too much inter, inter, intertribalism inter going right. on right now. It's like, that's the divisiveness that people are seeing now in society and the cop versus people, the black versus white, woman versus man, like me too, all these things. Like it's bubbling like crazy and i think it's because people inherently want to know that they want to they want to know where this is coming from it's from that mm -hmm. it's from adam's interacting it's from the higgs boson it's from the ether that we're all swimming in right now the same way fish go through water we're in ether right now like in this fucking room i'm waving my arm through it like it's here it's in this fucking it's everywhere and we're part of it we're like just like materializing from it almost like in star trek when the fucking thing projects them from one place to the other we're like all projected here through this like weird sea, the substance that we can't even like detect right now, it's ill. And people like again knew that it wouldn't be so like like a lot of people used to quote that dude. It said, "Truth is stranger than fiction." Mm -hmm. Like it is, and truth is that yeah, we can't see an atom yet, but we know it's there. There's math. Everything is math. We're all math. This room is math. You're math. I'm an equation. The ocean is particles summed up. Like so, does that mean you believe in uh, predeterminism? Versus free will, because if mm -hmm. if we're all particles playing by the rules of the universe, right. does that mean there's like a path that all of this kind of ends up at? Or I feel there's not a predeterminism per se, but I feel like there's trillion plus different possibilities. The same way there's trillion ways that like Neo in that room manifest. with all the yeah, there's trillions of possibilities, and your choices, free will, so to speak, is what's guiding you from path to path, and. I've always said, just like this, um, the story of the, the Egg by Andy Weir, he talks about, it's a short story, he talks about for us to ascend to the next level past this carbon existence that we're known as a third dimension, the only way to get there is to experience every single human experience there is to experience. And that's why we reincarnate repeatedly, mm -hmm. so that we can experience, literally, what's it like to be a three-second old baby and die? What's it like to be 81 and die? What's it like to be a woman and be raped? What's it like to be, to, what's it like to be robbed and, and shot? Like it, you have to go through all the, what's it like to be in love? What's it like to, you have to go through all of them, but you can't. There's not enough time as far as infinity is concerned as a human existence. So that's why we reincarnate as each other so that eventually we have, in some way, shape, or form, since we're all interconnected, have experienced every single human experience there is to experience. And once we do that, the Nirvana. next level is a light being, yeah. astral. Whatever it is that people believe that that is, I believe it's a different dimensional state. That's where we're going. Mm. So that's what this is ultimately all about. So there is no, there's a predeterminism in the sense of like there's trillions of possibilities where you could end up. And then you can, get, you can get into super string theory and talk about alternate dimensions popping up as soon as you make one choice and didn't make this one. Now you exist in this other dimension. And now that is another dimension that exists among the multiverse. That's also theoretical, too. But I believe in these things. I believe that they are, since they're theoretical, they are possible. Right. They can't be unproven. That's the whole point of science is to disprove something. 
you don't prove things, you disprove things. Right. And you do experiments and use scientific method until you get to that point. So what you about can, the whole idea of like um, neuroscience and like brain chemistry affecting decisions and like maybe you made a choice because your serotonin was in balance mm -hmm. as opposed to another choice and that kind of falls into the I feel soul. that's possible. We're all in a sense programmable. We are like, you know, skin machines. We're all animals. So there is a programmable aspect to us because we haven't obviously developed certain levels of our consciousness yet. We're just on this kind of wavelength for the time being. So I think, yeah, it's completely malleable and possible to be driven in certain directions through your brain. But yeah, there is that ability to tap into higher consciousness where it's literally mind over matter. Do you meditate? Every day. Every day. Every What's day. like your longest time? <laughs> I try to keep it into 10-minute intervals. I meditate in the morning and at night before bed. Um, if I'm feeling a little bit anxious throughout the course of the day or things are affecting me in a way that I don't like and I feel out of control, I go to the car, take a quick break, take and just sit break. in the car, lean the seat back and kind of zen out, focus. And it's not about clearing the mind because that's like an i, I don't it's like it. it's possible it's impossible you're not you're not clearing your mind man like stop trying people i can't meditate because i can't clear my mind you're not supposed to you're like distracting it or you're or, but you're paying attention you're to, you're paying attention to everything and that well, what i do is i sit back and i like a lot of philosophers say i observe my thoughts i hear my thoughts and i almost stand back from them and hear them from a different angle like it's as if not me talking like i'm hearing somebody else speak and at that point, I do start to be, it starts to become more ethereal. And I start to kind of go away and come back when I choose to. But that's what works for me. Again, the meditation is so broad and subjective. It's right. what it is for everybody. Walking me, meditation. Absolutely. The float tanks. There's different ways yeah, to do it and yeah. different tools. And I think, um, I think you know, message music and especially your message and this, this kind of idea of like pushing humanity forward. Mm -hmm. um, I've never really heard it articulated that way, and I, I you know, and the more I think about it, I, I guess I could fall into that branch. Um, right. I'm, I'm, I'm really fascinated with Buddhism, and I feel like it, all the quantum stuff keeps coming up, right? Because Buddhism, there's this thought of like interconnectedness, mm -hmm. and everything stems from preconditions, and that's where karma comes from, and that's right. kind of like quantum entanglement, right? Or right. like something from past lives. Karmic billions debt. of years yeah. away yeah. can be affecting your present um so that i, I mean I, I try to push that in my music like mindfulness and awareness and kind of i always tell people like you should meditate more you know just kind of become aware of the fact that there's more going on than like your hustle and bustle i think right now it's life. important too because we're like in we're in this like third industrial revolution we're in the, we're existing Post within industrial right yeah. well we're in the in, we're in the information age and we're being bombarded by information at a level that humanity has never seen before because of technology which is what in, we have to embrace and it's affecting our brain chemistry it is all it's, of that, it, yeah. it's linear thinking trying to match itself up speed wise with exponential growth technology grows exponentially we exist and think linearly so our brains aren't rightfully so right now because it's in its infancy the technology we're dealing with, the internet, it's not that old. We're dealing with things that we can't even fully wrap our head around yet. I mean, some people can, but a lot of people can, and you see the results. You see it manifesting in politics and music, music politics, and movies, and entertainment, culture, culture and, yeah. society, the homes, parents. It's everywhere, bro. And we've got to get to a place where we are able to not only coexist with it, but merge with it.
And we already are semi-merged with phones, obviously. They run kind of our lives. They keep my appointment, my banking, my checking, my Twitter. I had to Twitter, take a vacation my... from my exactly, phone this exactly. weekend. I had to literally go somewhere and say, I'm not going to look at you. Right. And then I, every time I'd go to it, I'd have to be like, no. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. said no. And it was, it's it was a, a struggle. It's a new thing, man. It's a new thing for our, our minds, our neocortexes to wrap itself around because it's happening. Again, exponential growth is something going two, four, six, eight, and, and advancing upon itself and growing upon itself. We think one, two, three, four, five. So we're constantly in this race to try to keep up with technology, mm-hmm. and it's growing without us almost at this point. So it's either like you rock with it and you embrace I use a self-checkout. I go to supermarkets. I, I don't even use people anymore. I'm I like, don't do anything, that, man. I like people. <laughs> I love people, but, I, but in my way, I'm trying to liberate them from, their from, hu- five, from yeah. human labor, man. Like I'm telling you, like if – at least, at least 93, if not 97% of, of every job on earth right now can be automated. Yeah. Robots operate on people. Mm-hmm. They build cars. Mm-hmm. They build homes. They build rocket ships. They do everything. They and drive they, themselves. They dri- <laughs> they, they're going to do more and more to the point where you're not going to need to work. And people say, well, what am I going to do? I'm like, bro, that's, your incentive cannot be money. Right. You weren't birthed through your mom's birth canal to make money. Like that that's just part of what you're doing now because you that's the system you were born into. That's why when I say in my song Wavy, we didn't make the system, we were born in it. Right. I didn't find this wisdom, I was born with it. Mm-hmm. Like we were born in this. And yes, you gotta cope and deal. You gotta work. I got a job. I work at Chanel. Right. That's not the end all to be right, all. Right, right. Your money phone, all that, that's if you didn't have to work, what would you do? You wanna play a violin? You wanna learn how to read this new language? You wanna you could do anything if you didn't have to work. Travel, eight, eight hours a day. Yeah. I tweeted the other day, I can't believe that we have passports. Like flying is a human right. Like that's an invention by humankind. Not to make people make money off it. It's for us to travel and see things we have never seen before. Like we live in a in a almost I, I hate to say like a psychopathic world. And I love to see the world and its beauty. Because I know that the world is beautiful, it's nature, it's one, it's I'm, I am the world. But the things that we do with it, bro, the things that we allow to have happen, the things that we tolerate, and the things that we don't see are beyond my comprehension as to how we're not there yet. And that's all I'm always trying to do with the music, with the Instagram, with the Twitter, with the shows, with the books, with the podcasts I do. Like, I'm always like, it doesn't have to be this way. You, th- you think this is dope? You can't, you can't even fathom with your mind like how much doper it could be. I am an asshole in a sense because I feel like I have channeled it. And I feel like I have seen it. I feel like this name that I have tatted on me, I feel like I was there. I feel like I've, I've seen it. I've dreamt it. I've been there in Sumer. I was there. And I, felt like I've, I feel like I've seen the future. And I've seen like Jacques Fresco, God rest his soul. I met him a couple of times. Amazing man, a futurist, Venus Project. I know a lot of people probably know about him too. Super ill, man, about the world, how it could be with resource-based economy, an economy that wipes out money, work, everything is automated. We have an abundance of everything. Things are made, not supply demand, but demand supply. Like it's a, it's a world that can exist in the world we live in right now, but people don't see it, and they're being, they're allowing themselves to be like dumbed down away from it. Well, do you think there's actually people who do see it and are like actively trying to stop it because they benefit from it because i well, feel yeah. like that is like a big part of it right like yeah. the schools don't teach you what you really should know they don't teach you how to be creative and artists or how to think outside the box they don't teach you how to exactly. do your taxes or how to they don't teach you any they don't teach you any life skills they don't cars teach are you- driving themselves and we still have a school system from the victorian era from like the 1800s like this is what i'm talking about like we are constantly using like windows 98 on like Windows XP. Like we have all these outdated systems to run the earth, but everything within the earth itself and our world 
is adapting and advancing quicker than everything else. Like technology, like nature, like everything around us is advancing exponentially, except the systems we use to live every day. Money, politics, the government. We've had the same fucking government structure since the 1700s. Right. Bro, it's 2018. And people think that's cool. They're like, oh my God, it survived the test of time. Like one Our system is great. It can survive no, like Trump. And one, like, one, leader, one leader to represent 330 million people. One person to represent 330 million people. Like, there's not one person that could represent me on my block. Not only that, that like, one you person, crazy? at least in our country, that one person is expected to anybody, lead the whole entire world anybody, in some bro, kind like, of, you know? Trump, Obama, Bush, Nixon, Hoover. We don't need a president. Like, we don't need a person. And we don't need three structures of government to, like, tell us, like, you, there's a pothole in the highway. You don't fix the pothole in the highway by putting a sign that says go around it. <laughs> you fixed the fucking pothole, bro. Like, that's not the way you... We are a Band-Aid society. Everything we do is just to, like, put a sign up and say, don't do that. Just fix the way... Fix the reason that people are doing it. You don't want crime? Don't punish people for the crime they're committing. Figure out why they're doing the crime and then get rid of the reason. Like, it's so... It's as simple to me as quantum physics. <laughs> I right. hate to say that shit. No, but no, but it is because we're, everybody's all about the symptom and not about the cause. It it's drives like, me crazy, man. I see it every day. Like, I got, like, God bless Junior, man, the kid in the Bronx, man. They've been breaking me up this last, like, since last week, man. I've been putting it on my G. They, they hacked this kid to death in yeah, the Bronx. Yeah, I was wondering what that was because I don't follow. I know you're from the East and yeah, you, got, man. you got fam over there. That's my hood, you're man. Probably, like, I'm you, from Wash Heights. Man. I have no idea what's happening. You want to nice. you let the people know what's going on? In this last 10 minutes we got, just kind of... Yeah, man, it's just some... Uh, about the ugliness in the world. Just some kids in the Bronx, man. They uh, apparently mistaken identity with some kid they thought was somebody else, and they dragged him out of a bodega and, like, cut him in the neck with a machete, with two machetes. And he bled out, like, running down the street to the hospital, like, and he's 15. And that, it, shit, that shit fucked me up. And wow. it's like, there's a lot of, like I said before earlier, I mean, there's a lot of beauty in the world. There's a lot of beauty in the world. You have to look for it and see it. And there's a lot of ugly, too, but... We can get to a place where that kind of stuff and that kind of mentality and that kind of want to do those kind of things that those dudes did, like it wouldn't be, it, it wouldn't exist. It wouldn't exist. If we really wanted it to not exist, it wouldn't exist. But people have to wake up. They got to find the, find the means. What do you think is the biggest problem facing us, right? Like if you could just say, uh, if we could fix one thing, I would fix, you know, healthcare or no more money like i would fix the political system politics i would fix politics i would make it to where there's a social movement that becomes a political party that represents the people and has a, ver a horizontal leadership as opposed to a vertical leadership where people are all tapping and using this technology the that internet. we are blessed with <laughs> to like run the world the way we should tap into the resources that is the world's common heritage we all own the resources they're all ours we're all in the same fucking rock flying through space like are you a communist bro <laughs> <laughs> i'm a realist man i'm a realist and a futurist and i see the future could be now if people woke the fuck up all right well um this has been an awesome conversation i kind of wish we had a Thank couple you, more bro. hours to yeah, get man, into it sure. i'm definitely gonna have you back though to talk more um all day. let the people know where they can find you yeah your, man your your Instagram handles, any music you have out, shows coming up, whatever. Yeah, it starts this with is your Echo, time right here. Starts with Echo is the name. That's what that's my uh, that's my social media. Everything. Echo is the name. Exactly how it sounds. Echo is the name. That's my website. Echo is the name dot com. My Twitter, my Instagram, my Tumblr, my everything. You, you Google that, you find every piece of music that you could find on me. I've got an album out. I've got videos out. My new song, ta da ta da. Is out right now. I rocked that at, at the Speakeasy at uh, at Sneaky's event. That was a lot of fun. That was only the second time I performed that. But I'm on Spotify again. Echo is the name. You find me. You go through Sneaky. You find me on his page. Um, 
trying to change the world, man, and I need help. So <laughs> the more people that rock with me, the better. And you know what? The, the world needs help, man. The world needs help. There's a lot of people out that are, you know, especially here in America, just, you know, Flint, Compton, yeah, all across man. the South. There's a lot of people feeling left out. Yeah. There's a lot of people feeling like they don't have a voice. There's a lot of people feeling helpless. And um, music, especially music like your, 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 your own music, is, it helps, man. It brings, Thank you. brings positivity, brings light. It gives a chance to create community, you know, it gives a chance for you to rock in Maywood with some heads that are yeah. sitting down paying attention, you know, <laughs> it, sure. gives, it, it gives us, you know, we're blessed as artists that we get to see shit differently, Absolutely. you know, there's a lot of people that, some of the stuff we're talking about today is like, what, no money, <laughs> what, we have no work, I what, know, it's I like, know, I know, we're blessed to say, dude, if I didn't have to work, I have something that I would love to do all day, every I day, I want everybody to have that, and man. that, I, they need it, and it's, it's coming, you know, the automation's coming. The machines are coming. Yeah, I think the system knows that it's coming and, and it's inevitable. And universal basic they can't income stop it. needs to come. And so hopefully Absolutely. we'll keep having these conversations. The conversations are happening now in the air. You'll be back. You'll be doing shows. And yes. I appreciate you, Thank man. Thank you, bro. Thank you, Sneaky. I appreciate you. And for everybody listening out there, this is the last leg of my B-Day circuit. On Wednesday, I will be at Hip Hop's Golden Road Brewery with my boy Face and Barlos and Jelani doing the damn thing, hosting. And then on Saturday in Anaheim on Ball Road at the Glen Bar and Billiards, I will be out there. Last show, last celebration of the birthday. No longer Gemini season, but we doing it for the cancers out here now, you know what I'm saying? But um, come out. I got shows. I got music out. Um, I'm probably going to take next month off a little bit and get back in the studio and start creating again. It's been seven months since my last project. And, yeah, I like to put things out pretty consistent, so... Maybe Echo will be on track with me. Maybe hey. not. We'll see what happens. Absolutely. But tune in next Monday, every Monday night, 8 to 9. And I'll be putting this up in the podcast app along with all of my other episodes. If you want to hear it, www.sneaky.net slash blog slash sneaky radio. All the live streams there. All the podcast shows are there. Everything on sneaky.net is about events, entertainment, bringing people together. And uh, facilitating art in the southeast. So we'll see you next week. Oh, damn. I'm sorry. I got five more minutes. <laughs> man, Brittany. Brittany looking at me like, what are you doing, fool? <laughs> oh, man. So what do I talk about? You know what? Okay, let's talk about the LA River Fest because it's, it's, that's why I was late and it's important. Um, it's going to happen. July 21st from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m., we are going to be down in the L.A. River on the concrete, fully permitted, supported by the county and the state, and uh, we're going to be right outside of Hollidale Park in Southgate, basically off of Imperial and the 105, Imperial and the 710, like where all of that meets. We're going to be down there. Um, I will have more info for you, but what it's looking like is two stages, Fucking 60 vendors, art installations, lights, cameras. It's going to be dope. And if everything goes according to plan, there'll be a lot of local artists, local vendors. Everything will be locally sourced. It's going to be really about bringing people to the community and reactivating and kind of reclaiming a space that has been neglected and run down and has become a breeding ground for crime, has also become makeshift homes for people who are suffering from the same things we've been talking about. 
the resources not being allocated correctly. You got people living on the river. You got people biking the river. So you got everything. It's like from drugs and gangs to families biking to people just trying to survive. And now they're starting to pay attention and we're trying to bring awareness, bring community, hopefully start getting funding into this area so that they're trying to build a big cultural art center hub in the Southeast so that we don't have to go to LACMA and we don't have to go to the Broad and we don't have to go to Hollywood. We could try to do it right here. We shouldn't have to leave our community to see like the work of our people like represented and appreciated and put on a pedestal. So we're going to build a damn pedestal in the Southeast. And it all starts with this festival on July 21st from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. Uh, I will be posting the flyer. I will be posting all the information. And um, if you want to be involved, it's a little late, but I mean, I'm never say never to anything. So, you know, if we can fit you in, get you in, get your proposal in, get you funded. I'd love to have you artists, entertainers, anybody trying to, you know, for, by the community, for the community, in the communities. And that's kind of what this whole thing's about. So. I appreciate y'all listening. Um, if you if you noticed, the vacation worked. The last couple shows, I was in the dumps. I was feeling all the negativity. I was going through it, but uh, I got a lot of vitamin D, and uh, you know, I got away from the dopamine hits that my phone was giving me, and all the weird melatonin production from bright screens. And I'm back, yo. I'm sneaky's back. I feel good. I feel energized. I'm ready to rock these last couple shows. I'm ready to get back in the studio. I'm ready to bring you great content. So. Appreciate you. We'll be here next week. If there's any guests or anything that you want me to try to get out, anybody that if you want to come on the show and talk about what you do and talk about how you got there, I'd love to have you. So reach out. My email is sneaky at sneaky.net. And um, Brittany. They don't want to fuck with me. You know? I'm the Dominican rap, Bill Bixby. Incredible. I turn green when I'm and this nice guy you see in front of you will be history gone. And it ain't no mystery how these rappers die. They got fried real crispy. Frito. They mama eyes real misty. At the morgue screaming, who is he? I'm like Drizzy, kill your whole wave. I'm like Yeezy, all I see is new slaves. OGs with me, they be on stage. Netflix and chill, baby, I am new page. 12 gauge. I saw it all. I rap wonderful. Paul Orndorff, y'all a Terry Clark, all saw. I'll out rap you at Wiener Schnitzel while eating two fucking corn dogs. La gente está loca jodiendo conmigo. Y no saben que they don't wanna fuck with me. I go in you. Déjame suelto pa' que tú veas. I don't wanna fuck with me. Lo como todo loco. Todito. They don't need fuck with me. Rain's over, I'm a smart car and a Range Rover Poppin' you Pop-Tarts and Toasters But you taste better colder <laughs> I'm the coldest when I give cold shoulders Made for carrying boulders My vibration lowers If you focus on the oldest scrolls You will see my fucking flows and pros Whoa Tu me lo pones delante de mi Sabe lo que yo le hago, me lo trago Como una bebida, loco Eso no es nada para mí I'm 
something in these songs If you wanna see a star, look at me If you wanna know who's killing these bars Look no further, motherfucker Just look at me Ven conmigo pa' que tu veas They don't wanna fuck Línea por línea 